They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! With six tenths of a second remaining. Kings will dream back to the inside. Wings down the middle. Kings will dream at the hundred. It's getting desperate. Now Wings is storming home. Wings over the top. Oh, is too good. The can't beat it. Wings has won it by a leap. Welcome to the first episode of The Back Straight, where we'll be going in depth about sporting, sports betting, and the horses. My name is Lockie Strisky, and with me today is my co-host, Connor Standish. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How about yourself? Can you get into it? Yeah, kind of right. Yeah, kind of right, mate. Kind of right. So, uh, how's your day been? Get up so much? Oh, you know, went to uni today. No good, but yeah, can you get this podcast yeah. filmed and uh, talk about yeah. world of sport and, of course, racing? Yeah, I know. Yeah, two of our uh, got a lot to talk about today. Exactly, mate. We certainly do. We certainly do. So, uh, a lot happening in the in the sporting world at the moment, isn't there? Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, I'd say for both of us is big time. A couple of weeks till the free season starts. Both our favourite sports. And uh, what do you think about the free season? Are you excited for it? Oh, mate, it's just good to good to good to see it back. Um, you know, it's the trial games. You know, when you know, practice pre-season matches. It's just good to see a couple of young kids come up and up and about. So, um, well, personally, I'm a Port supporter, so uh, was uh, was very lucky impressed man, with a few youngsters. Man. Yeah, I know. Considering you are nice. a, you're a cross footer, yeah. yeah, it would be nice to be a Port supporter right about now. They're in for a good year. I'm not sure about my Camry Crows, but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, in the long run, it will sort itself out. But not too hopeful this year. Probably the least hope I've ever had coming into a season. Yeah, no, look, it's um, it's just worrying. The, the thing with the Crows and that, you know, I just don't think there's much X Factor coming up. Um, yeah, you know, the, yeah. You, I mean, when you, you look at draft board. picks like they've done, it's hard, you know. Mm. Look, their top 10 draft picks they've had is just, they're just, all their first rounders in the recent couple of years have just not been anything special. You know, the Chase Jones, Fisher McKay, it's hard when you're drafting people like that, especially when you see other clubs like for drafting like Zach Butters and Dersma after it just really stings. But, you know, hopefully they look like Riley Philthorpe looks like, you know, he looks like he could be a player and hopefully, you know, yeah. around. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he'll take a couple of years still thought, but his potential is certainly there. And um, I did like the pick up of, um, of James Rowe and I think he'll add a lot to that forward line. Oh, for sure. I think Luke Pedler, hopefully Luke Pedler can, can stay fit. Um, I thought it was a good, you know, interesting he went at 11, but they obviously see something in him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it should be, it might, a, it, it'll be a long season, but, you know, at least footy's on and, but, you know, excited to get back to the full 20-minute quarters, real football, you know, none of these 16-minute quarters and we're just uh, keen to get stuck into it. On that. Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be great to see the, the other thing is 75,000 the MC, you know, 75%. Yeah, um, capacity at the MCG, which would be fantastic. So the home the of footy. Of yeah. By the end of the year, you think you'd be close, closing on that hundred thousand for the MCG Grand Final, hopefully. And, and maybe yeah, your maybe your man be will be a... in there. Maybe your oh, man will be in there. Oh, who knows? Mate, well, well, that is the thing. So you know, who do you who do you have as the uh, Premiership favourite this stage? I mean, going to I think that well. on paper, Geelong's team, like adding a 
adding uh, Isaac Smith and Higgins and Cameron is just that's a lot of firepower to be adding. I know they're old, but they're still definitely class. On paper, mm. I'm giving it to Geelong, but if they have to meet Richmond in the grand final at the G, I'm backing Dusty Cody Martin to get Richmond over the line. To be honest, I think if, if Richmond make the grand final, they are winning it. Dusty Martin is leaps and bounds the best finals player I could argue ever. So I reckon with him on your team, you're just you're just going to win the grand final. I reckon. Someone has to beat them no, without the grand it. final. Exactly, exactly. So you know that's what happened in 2018 when you when they got well just completely surprised by Collingwood, um, and you could argue that was uh, Richmond's best home and away season. So I I can't see you know if Richmond get to the grand final. I don't think anyone can beat them. Um, you know there's those three teams. You know as you said Geelong, uh, Brisbane and Port will still be up there. Uh, yeah. You know it depends. I say. I just the thing with Brisbane, you know, Cameron is a massive loss. You know, everyone yeah, says he hasn't been come a, come along, but he has that X factor which can just fit open a game. And they he did seem have... like he was primed for a big year, didn't he? You really felt exactly. like this year was going to be his year. Apparently, talks he was going through the midfield and stuff, and it's just really disappointing for a young player that's happened to him. Exactly, hundred percent. So oh, look, I can see Richmond coasting through the home and away season. I don't actually think they'll start that well. But when they Pushing need to, the, they'll win the game. The six area, you reckon? Yeah, exactly. You know what? They could finish outside the top four, and I'd still have them as my premiership favourites because they're that good when it comes to the finals. Dusty Martin, he's the best player in the competition. I don't think anyone can dispute I don't that. I think it's overly close either, to be honest. N- no, no. Especially in the finals, so. he really just sort of elevates that next level. Anyway, talking of exactly. predictions, we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, picks for the medals. So. Brownlow medal. Well, give give me your favourite and then your smoky. For my favourite, you know what? I'm going to go with Nat Spice at eight bucks. I think there is a there's a bit of value there. I think I, I actually saw him in that in the West Coast game. Um, in a, in that trial behind closed doors, he is looking fit. He's looking like he's primed to have a big year. If he can push them to a final spot, I'm not saying they're going to That's make the final. Would not surprise me if they made the final. Spot. That's Fremantle. Just quietly have been mm. gone along really nicely, and I think they're a big chance to make mm. the finals. Mm. That midfield no, coming certainly. together with Sarong and Chera and Fife, like it's that it's a good midfield. It is, it is. I just don't know if they have the quality up forward, but that's where Fife can be so good. They can just yeah, exactly. the full forward, the full forward line and work his magic from there. You could arguably be the best best half forward in the league if you put him out down there. Mm. He, no. He's that good. Yeah. And in terms of a smoky team, what a couple! I think Josh Kelly at fifty-one bucks is is quite nice. You know, I think he's a fantastic player. I agree. He really polled well, but I think he could he be top five two years ago. I think or three years. Ago. Yeah, good. Yeah, good but point. Yeah, no, last year was obviously yeah. missed a few games. GWS weren't that good. They, if GWS had bounced back here, it's definitely a chance. And the, the other one for me, which is going to come as a bit of a surprise, but um, I just feel like if, if Port do get a top four, this is a massive out there chance. Um, I just don't see with, I can see Ollie Wines at $81 being quite nice value, you know, chuck a 10, 10 on it. Um, you know, it, it'll be tough, but Port, you know, uh, Travis you know my, you know my opinion on Ollie Wines. I, just, I, 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 I don't I, rate I, him. I don't rate him. I don't think he's an elite, elite midfielder. I can name, Probably two, two, one or two midfielders from every club I rate over him personally. But, uh, you know, if Paul won enough games, he had some good games. You know, he's around the ball a lot. Umpires like him a bit, maybe. But 
Exactly. Honestly, Boak would have to have to take a step back, I reckon, for him to win it. It would have to be him taking can, the big role. Boak going forward, maybe, yeah. him dominating the midfield. I can, I can see that. Well, yeah, anyway, it's getting no, less, less midfield time. Worth, there's no, probably worth a dabble, but I'm not sure. Yeah, there's, there's, no con, there's no Connor Rosie either for the first four games of the season, so... Um, that frees up a, a, another midfield spot, which I, I think, you know, I, only ones is he, he's not our best midfielder, but what he does is, um, well, you can actually argue because he is the, the first one in and under and um, does get a lot of contested balls. Look, he's not a great kick, which could hold him back, but you look at previous um, previous winners of the Brownlow medal, like Tom Mitchell is such. Tom Mitchell is, is a much better kick, but he doesn't, he's, not a, he's not a damaging yeah. player. Like, he's not yeah. someone that you go, you know, yeah. Um, he just needs to, yeah. To, I think that he, he needs to go from averaging like you know like the t- low twenties to like to like high twenties to thirties to get thirty disposals a game, like a Tom Mitchell, like mm. a Lockie Neal, like it, you know, mm. then mm. becoming that accumulator a little bit more, which I think would work. Mm. If it goes out of the midfield a bit, but I, don't, I I can't personally can't see it. But at eighty one dollars, it might be worth a dabble. Just a little little cheeky bit of loose change. How about yourself, mate? You got any smokies? Oh, uh, you know, I think that. Looking at it, I know he's the favourite, but Lockie Neal, five dollar odds. He just, he just seems like well, Brisbane. We I think we both agree will be top four or around top four. Yeah, I just yeah, don't think 100%. he has. I think I can talk myself out of every other person just because like oh, you know you have votes taken off you, you won't win enough games. He won that. He won it by mm, uh, mm. over ten votes last year. You think? Oh, I think it was eleven is, in the end. Eleven, yeah. Like he he just doesn't have that same same like people taking votes off him as, as the other stars do. Mm. In terms yeah. of teams are making yeah, the top no, four. Yeah, no, it's a great point. But I, I'm a big Marcus mm. Bonds and Pelly fan. I think he is arguably an easy top five men in my eyes, but I just can't see him winning it yeah, with 100%. Jack Mack, with Dunkley, with Trelaw now. Trelaw. Like, it's just too many yeah. mids. Like, yeah. They can't all get it, the votes. There's only three. They, they probably won't win. They'll, they'll, I think they'll be about top six. I don't think that would have, have to be like top four, top two teams to win the Brownlow, I think, just because there's not enough wins. 100%. So, no, not I not enough votes to go around. In terms mm, of smoky no. for you, I think that if West Coast can can put it together, Tim Kelly at thirty four dollar odds, I don't think it's I think it's pretty good value. He had a decent yeah. first year over in West Coast, not quite as good as he wasn't in that last year at Geelong. But I reckon Tim Kelly, West Coast playing a lot of home games, they get they end up in the mm. top four. If the talk soon, Tim Kelly will win the Brownlow. He's a great player, you know, kicks goals around the ball, damaging. Is he, they look for him, I reckon. They'll look for him. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I also do no. like the Josh Kelly pick. And even even Lockie Whitfield, I think that. Yeah. But yeah. at 81, at 81, I I love, he, he has a lot of three-vote games as well. Mm, mm, no, I love Whitfield. Um, I think he's the GWS best player. Um, I think he's just... Oh, he's he doesn't really play extremely, around the ball. Extremely underrated. Yeah. yeah, and umpires, I don't, I reckon he didn't poll as well as everyone thought last year, if uh, my memory serves me correctly. Now, obviously, last year was a bit different, but um, look, he might not be someone the umpires do look at, and, you know, they do look for those, those midfield midfielders. So, you know, what about a, yeah, a wooden spoon? Obviously, the cross boy, you know, they, they'll, they'll be down oh, there. A but... sensitive, sensitive topic, mate, sensitive topic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say Crows, but I honestly think that there's a pretty good chance. Other teams, mm, I'm thinking mm. Hawthorne and North, to be honest. Yeah. North, you know, they're straight, new head coach. I think that, yeah. and also the way the last head coach left, and plus just like, don't see a lot of talent on that list. A lot of aging mid, mm. Zeebles passed it, Cunnington's passed it. I just reckon the old team passed it as well. I don't know. 
maybe a bit of youth added with a bit of youth added with a uh, oh, who's the guy they got from Collingwood? Oh, Jaden Stevenson. But I even yeah, I don't rate him that much. Yeah, I just think I reckon I would be very surprised anyone outside of Adelaide, Hawthorne, and North don't get the wooden spoon. Anyone else? Yeah, completely. Nah, nah, no one else can go in now. I think that the other. The other uh, 15 sides have too much quality to uh, be down the bottom. But, you know, my prediction is Hawthorne, actually. I think, obviously, Alistair is a, a fantastic coach and probably the greatest coach of all time. You can make a case for him uh, or, or Lee Matthews or at least in the modern era. Um, but I just think that, that that list is not great at all. Some good midfielders, but nothing outside of it. Um, yeah, that, especially sure. with Sicily injured as well. Sicily, remember, yeah, did last year. I'd so. say he's arguably been there. He's a top five player at Hawthorne, I reckon, and uh, he's yeah, an Australian yeah. caliber player. And you're missing them, it's mm, just no, no good. Doubt. Anyway, moving mm, on. Mm. We're thoughts on the rising star. I mean, is it Matt Rouse's award to lose? Is it his already? Yeah, Are you penciling it, it, it in is. for it? It is. It, it, it is. It, 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 Matt Rouse by far the best player, you know, at the moment. However, look, the only thing that can set him, hold him back from winning it is an injury again. And, you know, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, we, I do like, we don't want to do that. No, we certainly don't. So I hope Rao wins it. Look, not going to have a bet in the, on the rising star. There's no real value. Unless you maybe look at Lockie Scholl, who was impressive towards the back end of last year. I think, yeah, um, I think any other... Matt Rao's not there. I would be definitely having a dab at Lockie Scholl. But just the way yeah. he played in those four games he played, it's just very hard to look past it. He's yeah, a yeah, superstar yeah. of the competition who just looks very hard to beat. The other one that I might think about would be Tom Green from GWS. He was rated on the same level as Rao coming into the draft, maybe a little bit below him, mm. but he's definitely a quality player and he'll get a bit more midfield time this year, I reckon. And he could potentially <laughs> be someone to double at, but then again, like it's hard to bet against a dollar thirty favourite in Rao, I reckon. Exactly, exactly. Low, potentially. Like I'm not well, sure about that. Be that tough. seems a bit that no. seems a bit strange to me, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, look, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I tell you what, I, I am liking the look of Gold Coast going into this season. I think just that they had a really, uh, you know, faded away towards the end of last year, but they had some close losses. You know, they um, they drew with, I reckon, it's the Bulldogs. Oh, no, sorry, it's Essendon on a, uh, on a Friday night. I think uh, they'll get a bit more prime time this year, which will be fantastic and well-deserved. I think Essendon, uh, not Essendon, Gold Coast, the top eight at $5 is a bit of value there. I just think they've got a really good young core. Um, and I do like... Well, Stuart, I, reckon a couple, and... I reckon they're a couple of years away personally. But you know what? Stranger things have happened. So I'm not going to completely go out of that. But I reckon mm. they're still a couple mm. of years away. But when you get those, like, you get Rankin and Lacoste developed a bit more. And like, yeah, Will Powell, even he, he's probably a young player. I think that just yeah, a few yeah. more years, a few more years. But yeah, I like what they're doing there. They're definitely on the right track. Um, oh, so going into, season, yeah, going into the season, going into the season, Sportsbet put out their lines for wins. We're going to go have a quickly have a look through all of them, and you tell me over yeah. or under. So Adelaide, they've yeah. got them at five and a half wins. Twenty-two game season. Um, no, twenty-two game I'd season. Have, I'd have. How many they they won? What? Have to go what, under three that. last year. Three last year. Yeah. Oh, no, three. Um, oh no, three. Three wins last year, but that was in a no, short season. Three. Yeah, but they'll have to play Port twice 
Uh, it's one of the additional uh, games. I think they also play Hawthorne twice. That's that's a positive. Oof. Five and a half. It's an interesting line. I'm 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 going overs, but I understand. Well, I'm, uh, I'm gonna, that's probably be a bias there. I'm going I go I go I go unders there. So Is just there? to because uh, it'll be oh. good to see the Crows win another one spoon. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We got Brisbane at fourteen and a half. What's that? That's no, I'm going over there. I'm going over. 15 and yep. 7. They'll play 11 home games. And then you think, you think they want to go 9 or 10 of them. And then they get 5 mm. away wins. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, you know oh, what? I'll I probably think... take the overs as well there. I reckon they'll be yeah. a top four side, if not top two. The, 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 the thing with Brisbane, they just need to learn how to play the MCG. Um, that's their biggest, their next thing to... Um, to work on throughout the season, I suppose. I think they'll be fine at home, but if they can win interstate and most particularly at the MCG where you need a win come September, um, that, that, that's, that's... Yeah, well... They won 14 games. Yeah. They won 14 games last year. And I think... Well, there you go. In, in a 17-game year, and I reckon that's yeah. a good bet to get to take the overs there. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Now, obviously, with the hubs and with Queensland and stuff, but I don't think that will change. I think that'll be fine. And I think the overs is a nice little bit there. And on to Carlton. They've put their line at 10 and a half. Honestly, yeah, I'm taking the unders on that. I am not a big Carlton oh. uh, Everyone, Everyone's saying this is their year. It's time for them to go up. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't mind, mm. to be honest. Not a good look to see Zach Williams getting, you know, getting uh, suspended in round one. I think that that shouldn't be a chance of beating Richmond, in my opinion. I just reckon that yeah. that's just a classic Carlton thing to do, and I just don't, I don't yeah. see them making the finals or winning ten and a half games. I'm sitting them at about the no. eight or nine win territory. Yeah, look, it's a it's a well smart uh, line by the bookies there. I think that will be eleven wins to nine wins personally. I I'm not a big raps on Cohen. I think Patrick Cripps is unbelievable, and I I do like David Teague, but. I think their list is a bit overrated, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, it's Carlton fans being Carlton fans, I suppose, in, in a way. Look, yes, they've had so many years of pain. They're, like, they're looking for anything to be happy about. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, look, you know what? It'd be good for the competition if they can make the top eight. I just think there are better sides uh, around there. Um, that will cause them more trouble and just, quite frankly, more talented. So, you know, I'd love to see Patrick Cripps play his finals. I think he will just step up to the plate. But... I don't think this is the year for uh, for him. Yeah, and we want to Collingwood. They got they set them at twelve and a half wins. Oh, Again, that line is yeah, this twelve and a half wins. It's it's a tough. They won yeah. not they won nine games last year, nine and seven. Mm. Mm. It's a tough line. Yeah. Nine seven. Oof, I, I would have to. I'd be inclined to take the unders as well, to be honest. But I still think they sneak into the finals. I reckon twelve wins get you there, and I reckon they win twelve oh. games. Oh, that's a big call. I just think with all the off-field drama and uh, with, with Eddie and, yeah. and the racism and, and all that, I think that's probably had a major part uh, on the club and, and impact. Look, firstly, Brody Grundy's going to have to step up this year. Yeah, he needs to have a big year. They give, him that, they give him that big contract and he honestly just hasn't repaid them. But he's no, gone from it, all Australian lock every year to just last year just didn't really look on the level of a Gorn or a Nat Nui, in my opinion. Mm, no, exactly. So I'm personally going in the unders. I don't see Collingwood being in the finals this year. Personally, I think there are better up-and-coming sides. Again, the competition would love Collingwood to make the top eight, of course. But, um, yeah, I'm going the unders on that 12.5 wins. I, yeah, I, I see Collingwood having 
similar amount of wins to Carlton. Yeah. And uh, what about Essendon? So seven and a half wins there for Essendon. Coming off a six, six and ten a year, six, ten with one draw. Mm. Mm. Do we reckon, do we reckon Essendon? Oh, I don't know. Again, I don't, mm. I don't think they've gotten better, to be honest. I think that they're no, going to be very no. similar. Mm. I'm probably be inclined to take the unders, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not big on Essendon, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not look, big on them. I, I would go the. I'm not big on Essendon either, but you know they're obviously missing a few early on with injury. Uh, look, I, I'd probably go the overs. I just think they just find a way to win a few games. No joke, season. no joke. Danaher, Danaher, he's. I think he's a big loss. But then again, he didn't play that much for them, did he? Poor Ken. No, he didn't. But he did win games. He won that game against Hawthorne off his own yeah. boot. So last year, look. I'm personally going the overs on, on Essendon, but only just. Like it's not a strong bet there, is it? Nine to twelve. No, no, it's it, there's no real value there whatsoever, in my opinion. So Fremantle, they've got them at ten and a half wins, which would make them the same as Carlton. That's interesting. See, I, I think I, I I'm I'm yeah. probably I'm higher on Fremantle to be honest. Yeah, I think yeah, Fremantle I, I are a better side. So I'll, I'm taking yeah, the overs nah. on them. I reckon they'll win about 11, maybe 12 games, and then there'll be 50 people for the finals. Whether that gets them there, they might miss on percentage or something, but I reckon they'll be around between 7 and 10, around that spot. 100%. And if you look at their first six games for the season, they've got Melbourne, GWF, Carlton, uh, Hawthorne, Adelaide, and North Melbourne. They could they go 6 and all they winnable. Could. They could honestly go 6 they and go I don't think they work. One, four, I'm two. going. They're going ten. They're winning eleven games. That's, yeah, one, of my, that's one of the better bets, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. I think Freeman and I, I think Justin Longmire, how long me is, but I should say he's going to be a. He's a great coach. A very good coach, and yeah, yeah, and you know, Calistrong does make that jump. Uh, which yep, you definitely. know, not always all players. So he he'll be a star. I think in the that for sure. In, in my opinion, if you get that midfield churn and you get them working. And they can mm. win the ball without five in there. You got the luxury of putting five forward. That is just an absolute weapon up there. If they yeah, can win the ball exactly. without five, then they're gonna be in real trouble trying to trying to stop five. You know. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm with you, mate. There, mate. I think that um, the overs are a really good bet there, and I'm including in as many multis as possible before uh, it does uh, does increase. So. The Fremantle might certainly be there and abouts in that top eight, and uh, I'm surprised they actually have the same line as Carlton. Yeah, it's very interesting. And not only that, is they have a so for them to win 11 games, it's at a dollar 87, but then Carlton's at a dollar 67. So the bookies seem to like Carlton more than Frio. Yeah, which is interesting, very very interesting. But uh, anyway, moving on to Geelong. They've got 40 and a half, which is, again, that's the same line as they've had uh, Brisbane at. And I'd be inclined to take the overs mm. again at $1.67. But, like, realistically, I don't really see them losing many games at Kidinia Park. They could, yeah, they, they'll play up to 10 games there. And I just think that in Geelong, yeah. they're going to be very hard to beat. I know that. I, I, I'm with you there. But I feel like Geelong could be a side that might coast a bit more through the, uh, the, the home and away season this season. So I'd be taking the unders personally. I think um, they've obviously got so much firepower up forward and <laughs> Danfield will spend time in midfield, but if you chuck him forward down there as well, that's as good as a as forward line as you'll see. But look, I just think, I, I feel like they might be doing a bit of resting this season. It might take a while for Cameron and, and Hawkins to sort out their lead patterns, leading patterns um, early on. 
I'd be taking the unders in 14 and a half, actually. Oh, no, no, fair enough. I, I just think there's a bit too much quality in that team to, to win less than 15 games, but, you know, you never know. Yeah. And then it's a slow midfield, though, in a sense. Yeah, yeah it is. I don't know. And an old midfield as well. Whether Without that, Dangerfield, of course. Yeah. Not including Dangerfield, he's a freak. Yeah, but with a with an old midfield, you think during the regular season, you just you're not really sure how they're gonna whether they're gonna be up for every game. A couple of the young sides mm. might overrun them and stuff in games you expect them to win. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Move on to the Gold Coast Suns. We already I already know what you're going here. You're taking their overs for sure. Eight and a half. Yeah, games. yeah. Yeah, I'm smashing the overs there. So. I'd be inclined to take their unders, though. I just think they're a young side. I reckon they'll come out hot, maybe win, maybe go five and five in their first 10, something along those lines. Mm. And then just by the end of the year, just string together two or three more wins and then just end disappointing. It just seems to be the way for them. They come out of the block really hot with their young players, getting excited. But then by the end of the year, they just they just can't keep up with these old, more experienced sides. But uh, what do you think? They've added a few experienced nah. sides in Greenwood and uh, Ellis. Yeah, I think they, their impact is is huge. I, I disagree. I think this is their year where they've all got a bit more mature. I think Jack Lukosius is a star in the making. I think the way he uses the ball out of that back line... Oh, he could be the best pick in the competition already. I, I, I think he, he him, him or Whitfield for me are the two best kicks and it's just damaging. It's probably one of the most important positions on the field nowadays as well as, a, as, well as that half-forward flank position in terms of link up and, and being able to just cleanly get the ball out. I think Gold Coast will be very, very flying under the radar at the moment. I'm just going to look forward. They're probably the most exciting team in the competition, in my opinion, you know, outside those those Port Adelaide and, and Richmond's and because you expect those top four teams. But maybe the Bulldogs and, and uh, the Gold Coast Suns will be the two most out, you know, outside the top four teams that you just want to tune in for week in, week out because you do not know what's going to happen with someone like a Rankin or a Bontempelli. It's going to be um, yeah, something to look forward to. Oh, 100%, mate. And uh, moving on to GWS, they're their line at 11 and a half wins, which honestly, I think it's only one more than they've put Colton at. And I think GWS have a lot more talent. And not only that, I think that every the last three or four years, everyone's just thought, oh, GWS have to be good. Like, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. And I reckon that's put pressure on these, like, young players, these young top draft mm-hmm. picks, because they assume they're going to be good. But this year, in my opinion, they've just been completely wrote off. They're going to be bad. They're going to be crap. But honestly, I reckon they will bounce back this year and they will be a top eight side. And I think they win over 11 and a half games. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because last year was such a disappointing year. But we know the quality's there now. Cameron's lost, but they can fill in, you know, fill in his position. Well, I would be, I think that line is perfectly set. Uh, I, I think it'd be one game under or one game over. If I was to go one, I'd go under. I just think it's a lack of, yeah, in a way, maturity at the club. There's just there's a bit of arrogance about GWS that they I really think there was. Have. I think there was, but I reckon this year would not surprise me if they've. You know, kicked him into gear after a disappointing year last year. They definitely had the arrogance of, you know, these young players who've always been the best yeah. player in the, in the league. You know, they've always been the best of their high draft picks. But I reckon them losing last year could be the best thing for them. And they've added, it's a good point. They've added some interesting be. players. Like Jesse Hogan, do you reckon he'll be any good there? Yeah. Well, he can sort out his off field behavior. Yeah, certainly. But that's we, a, we know how good he can be. We know how good he can yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. And they so, gave up nothing for him. We just got to, just got to hope for him, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, and um, 
is exactly right. We know the talent's there. He'll add a lot if, if he is fit, but it's a big if. It is a very, very big if. But, yeah, GWS will be interesting at the end of the day. I think it'll be yeah, a real close one with that line. I think there's no way it's going well, under or over. No, no. Nah, nah, I'm laying that one too hard that. Anyway, yeah, moving exactly. on to the fourth line. They have an eight and a half wins, which honestly, I am slamming the unders. That might be my best bet. That might be my best bet. That is, um, yeah, load up on that. That whole point aren't winning eight, eight games, nine games, let alone eight, let alone six. They are, reckon, yeah, honestly, I reckon they're going to be on the quarter six mark. They're just, they won five games last year, five and 12 last year. Yeah. I actually think they've gotten yeah. significantly worse. Like, they've got I, the old I players agree. getting the older. Yeah, I'm just not a, I'm behavior, just not, you know. not a Hawthorne fan. Yeah, John Patton, all that stuff. Like, it's just, and plus, all the beef, like, you just don't know what's going on. Like, you hear all these stories about them, and they just can't be good. In the leadership group as well, it's just nothing nothing good. Scully, all that is just nothing good there. I reckon they'll be lucky to win five games, let alone eight and a half. That is my yeah. best bet of now, I'm not, best bet of the yeah. I, I agree with you, man. You know, I don't mind Hawthorne, actually, but, uh, you know, I love it when they uh, – we're, we're such a dominant side early on in the you know few years back now, but yeah, look, the, the unders there is, uh, will certainly occur in my opinion. I think the bookies have got that one completely wrong. Yeah, an example of that is next up Melbourne. They've got them at ten and a half, which is only two more wins. Which I think Melbourne are a much better side, much much yeah. better. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm very um, inclined to take the O's for Melbourne. I just think that like their lines the same as Fremantle and, and Carlton. I reckon they're the best out of those three sides. I reckon. They've got a quality midfield. They just need to sort out their sort out their forward line, and I reckon they'll be a very good side. Plus, Simon Goodwin's coaching for his job. If he can't make the finals this year, I reckon that they'd have to move on from him. After such a oh, exactly. such a promising time, they made the they're a couple of kicks away from making the grand final, and then they go down to seventeenth, and they don't make the finals again last year. They have to make the finals this year. It's do or die, for Simon Goodwin, and I reckon that he will do it. Heard some stories about Simon Goodwood. Can't say I'm too big of a fan of him personally, but you know, as a coach, I just don't think he's done a great job with that side. I think Melbourne's got a good list. Petrarca's his improvement last year was fantastic. He's just built an engine for himself now, which will just make him run through the midfield. I think he was fantastic last year. I think they've got a great list, but Simon Goodwood, as as much as you're saying, you know, you're right. He's he's coaching for his job for the season, so it all depends on results this year. I'm going the unders there personally. I don't think he's a good enough coach to get them uh, get them in the eight this year, personally. Yeah, no, fair enough. I just think that I'm hoping I'm hopeful for Simon Goodwin as a Crows man. I, I was always a big fan of him, and I'm I'm hoping he can get it done. But you, you just don't know. It's a tough league at the moment. There's a lot of good sides. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, North Melbourne at four and a half wins. It's a tough line. I'm not going big either way. Four and a half games. It's not a lot of games, but also it's... It's, it's, it's North Melbourne. North Melbourne, yeah. Four and a half. I'm honestly... I'd probably <laughs> lean unders, but again, five wins is not many and any team can win on any day. But again, I'm not going hard at that either way. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% there with you, mate. In terms of not going hard, I'd go overs just because I can see North Melbourne getting one win against Hawthorne and Adelaide maybe upsetting you know, Collingwood as such on their day. It's a tough There's one. always going to be upset. You, so you just don't know, but it's four just, and a half. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's just too, too low for me personally. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, moving on to Port, your men. 14 and a half. What are you taking there, Lockie? Oh, 
based on last year, you have to go the overs. But, however, I will say it might be the season where we just focus, you know, maybe put in as less a bit less effort into the home and away season, I suppose, because we were gunning for that minor premiership and at the end of the day, as we do know. Um, doesn't matter in the end. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you can't win in September. Look, I think 14 and a half, I've already said Brisbane will hit their overs. I'd say Port probably would be there and about. I'd probably go the overs, but only just now. Yeah, I would um, just take the overs probably. But again, it's they should really they have bigger things on their mind. I'm hoping. I'm not yeah. hoping as a gross yeah. man, but well, I'm I'm I certainly hoping. Yeah, I think exactly. That they should be thinking more than winning 15 games. I think their focus should really be on winning that cup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, getting uh, Charlie Dixon some help. Exactly. They do have Richmond with the same line, and I think. I'm taking the unders on that as well. 14 and a half. As well. yeah. I think that yeah. they'll win probably 14 games, maybe 13, maybe come 13. between second and fifth. Like, and then they'll just, yeah, coast. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're, um, they'll be there in September. As long as they're there in September, they'll always be there. Great, they'll be hard to pick. I'm going the unders. They don't need to worry about the home and away season. They're too good of a side. Sure. We'll quickly we'll go through the last couple. Uh, St Kilda, 11 and a half. Again, I'm probably saying I, was, I think they're I think yeah. they're a good side. Jack Higgins looks like he, he is uh, coming in well there, so hopefully he has a good year after missing out all those yeah. premierships with Richmond. It's it's a good story for sure. The brain problems and now missing out on the premierships. Hopefully he can maybe win one in St Kilda. Who knows? Yeah, not this year, but I reckon a couple of years. I'd say. Yeah, and I love Ratton. I think he's fantastic. So hopefully he's safe to have a great year. Um, just his whole story. I really hope. I think Carlton did him dirty back uh, back in the oh, for 2011, sure. I think it was. When, sure. Yeah, 2011. Um, Sydney Swans are eight and a half wins. Oh, I just reckon... Sydney always my, there. My opinion on Sydney is that just like, they just don't have... I don't see them as having a, any real... Like, and all their young players, they all seem good. I don't see any like hmm. stars there. So like, I guess it was just a wait and see for them. But I've been inclined yeah. to take the unders. Exactly, exactly. I'm with you there, mate. So um, I, I think they'll win about six or seven games. Just no real X factor. They've got some good older players. Um, well, no real big X factor in my opinion. You need like a new player uh, to step up, or like a row yeah. bottom. They need to go take that. Next yeah, level. I think I think row bottom's got a lot of potential. I, I'd love to see him step up. I think, uh, but yeah, six to six to seven wins for me for Sydney. Yeah, for sure, and. Uh, West Coast Eagles, 13 and a half. It's a tough line again because I think they'll win a lot of home games. They'll mm. win about seven, eight, nine home games, which should put them there. Yeah. But uh, I would probably take the overs just because of the home games. And uh, it's a tough trip. Everyone knows it's a tough trip to, tough, a tough trip to Perth. And yeah, exactly. I'll probably take the overs. But uh, it's a 50 50. Yeah, yeah. If they can sort out their away problems and stop soaking it up uh, like they did last year, that's definitely so unlike it. But something about West Coast that's really, really yeah, they are the way. one of my favourite sides for sure. Oh, they're just no, just their fans as well. And I don't want to generalise anyone, but just something about that club which makes them really, really unlikable. And you know, I, think it's, uh, I was happy Mark to see McGowan him as well. Not, well in the not, not a fan of him either. He just thinks he mm. thinks he owns the country. That Mark McGowan like oh. just wants to get involved oh, with everything. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, not much to like about West Coast. Yeah. Final one is uh, Western Bulldogs at 12 and a half wins. I'm taking, I'll probably lean overs again, but again, they're 
their midfield just seems too good that they have to win 12 and a half games, yeah. to be honest. It's absolutely stacked. Yeah. And, and we could probably both say it's the best midfield in the competition or at least top three. Sure. Yeah, you'd have to say that. Yeah, 100%. So I'd be going yeah. over as well then. Luke Beveridge knows he's a good coach. Um, no, not much more we can really say about how the, how the back of the doggies have a great great midfield. If their forward line, just a bit of work in their forward line, I suppose. But if Norton, if Norton's down there, I think if he can stay fit and injury-free, I think uh, they could be a, a threat to those top four teams, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, everyone just seems to think that the top four is a lock, but if anyone's going to get in there, I reckon the Bulldogs, they figure it out. Yeah. They could be a very good side. Damn well, West Coast, that's because West Coast do have those home. That, yeah. They're so good yeah. at home. I think they can yeah. sneak into the top four as well. But, yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, it's probably... I think that's... No, that's pretty talking. Look, we do we do look forward to, to the, the season starting next weekend. Now, we'll, we'll talk about next weekend's games. Next week, um, you know, in our next second episode, I should say, for our podcast. But we're going to move over to uh, the States, actually, and talk a bit of uh, basketball. So the All-Star nice, game has nice. just ended. Um, look, we're going to hand out mid- mid-season awards, mate. So let's give us your, your top three MVPs at the moment. Uh, it's a tough question. But for me, I'm going to have to go... I'll, I'll, I'll go with Embiid as my winner right now. I just think it, if, what he does defensively as well as offensively is just absurd, as well as the fact that the, they've got the number one seed, the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, and he's really carrying that mm. team. Uh, outside of, yeah, well, obviously Ben Simmons is a great player as well, but I just think Embiid's really what makes that team go. Um, yeah. Second, I'd have to go your man, Nikola Jokic. I know, mm. hopefully, the Nuggets win a few more games, and that's a definitely... He, he will definitely... Yeah. If he can get a top three seed, mm-hmm. which is very going to be hard with like the Jazz, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Suns, but if he can do that, I reckon he's probably my MVP. And, and then third, this is a bit, a bit of a surprise to you, but I'm going James Harden. James Harden has been mm-hmm. absurdly mm-hmm. good the Nets. He has been crazy, and like I just love how everyone everyone talks about how he's like our oh, toxic teammate and everything, but he does exactly what the Nets want him to do. Absurdly yeah. good passer. Yeah. You could argue he's the best regular season player of the last five years, I reckon. He is just that yes, good. And I'm just a huge James yeah. Harden fan. And everyone's like, oh, they should even trade for him. I'm sorry. Miami Heat, what are you doing? Yeah. They didn't want to trade Didn't want to trade for James Harden to hang on to Kylie Hero. Kylie, James Harden is a top five. He's a top three shooting guard of all time, in my opinion. He's behind. No, maybe maybe fourth, actually. But he wins a couple of rings, and I think he could be over deep, to be honest. Oh. Hundred percent good, and you just—if someone like that's available, you trade for him. Hanging on to Tyler Hero instead of him was yeah, the hello, worst move. Hello. Just you absolutely, yeah, just Miami I can't hate deal with that. Anyway, I've actually gone. I've got a similar three. I've actually got Jokic number one. I just yeah, think that yeah. he's put he, this, what the stats he's put, putting up at the moment. Now he's only three games behind uh, Philadelphia, so Philadelphia are currently twenty four and twelve, while Denver are twenty one and fourteen. Look, obviously in the West, look at a six seed, and, and that that's the West view. The, the West is uh, rather ridiculous, but he is averaging 27, uh, 27, 11, and uh, nearly nine. Um, yeah, it's pretty absurd. So, it's pretty absurd. 56% shooting and 41 from three. Now, he usually averaged mid-30s last year for the previous three years. Look, he's not a great defender, but as we know, they don't really care about the MVP when it comes to defence. Um, I, I do think his defence has improved. I think Jokic is 
the best centre in the league. I'm a massive, massive Nikola Jokic fan. I think um, he's so much fun to watch. Oh, we know you are, mate. He's always taking his uh, yeah. PRA overs. You're a big fan. I, I always do. I love taking his PRAs. Uh, PRA overs, they always come off. So, anyway, he's not playing. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is a freak. You know, Jamal Murray isn't that, you know, isn't as good. So, I'm taking Jokic as, as the MVP. I've got Embiid second. You basically summed it up brilliantly. Um, I'm actually going with Dame Lillard uh, as third. Now, it's between him, LeBron, or James Harden. I just think... CJ McCollum has been out all flying under the radar. They're at 21 and 14 at the moment and the fifth seed. I think uh, Dane is just, and I'm not a massive, massive Dane fan, but he has hit some massive shots. Well, one of them being against uh, my Chicago Bulls. It was uh, heartbreaking, but he's averaging averaging basically 30 um, and eight assists on pretty solid shooting, 45%. From from the field and thirty nine percent from three, I think Dame's fantastic. Look, you can have LeBron as your third, or or even James Harden as yourself. Even Steph Curry, if you can get him a few more wins, because Steph is playing with it's absolutely hard. no He's one. Yeah. yeah, but hard you just got to have Jokic. You have got to have Jokic and Embiid as the, as the best two players. Agree, yeah, yeah. You know the two best two MVPs, I should say, at this moment. And it's going to be great to finally see a, a center actually win an MVP. I really which hope hasn't be been. I just don't yeah, want him to do it to LeBron. No, nah, they, 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 won't, they won't, I don't reckon. So, uh, especially with uh, how he's gone without AD. So, how about your defensive player of the year, mate? Oh, it's a tough one for me because I see R- Rudy Gobert is obviously an amazing, he, he's an amazing defender. And he, mm. he, is a, he is like a heavy favourite right now. He's into like a dollar thirty, And to be honest, yeah. he's obviously a great paint defender, but I look at someone like a Ben Simmons and he can just guard everyone. Mm. And, like, he's just more mm. destructive on the defensive end. So, I might be biased because he's an Aussie, but I just – I would give it to Ben Simmons just because yeah. he, he is – he just does more defensively, I think. Like, Gobert's clearly the best paint defender in the league, but you, you watch him get cooked. If they bring him outside the paint, he gets cooked. He gets cooked by the smaller guards who just go run straight yeah. past him and then just dunk, dunk the ball. Like, I just don't think that he is as, as good – as versatile defender as Benjamin, you put it that way. Yeah, no, I'm with you on there, man. And it might be a bit of Australian bias from, from us too, but um, Gobert's fantastic at what he, what he needs to do. But Ben Simmons, as you did say, can do it all. I think he's just, you know, the other day he held Donovan Mitchell, but uh, I think Donovan Mitchell had 29 off, off 30 shots because Ben Simmons is such a good on-ball defender. I think there is a lot of value in, um, at, at him at $3.60. Um I think if you can include him in a multi, I think there is a lot, a lot to like about that. And it's coming from uh, $6, I think it was the other week before All-Star Week. So there's obviously a little love for Ben Simmons. And you're right, he's a fantastic defender. And if Philadelphia do end up getting more wins than the Jazz, which would be close, look, it'd be hard to not give him uh, a great part of the yeah. year. Especially with a bit of, a bit of voted fatigue as well, I reckon. Like, already won it twice. Maybe it's just me, but I personally don't want to see him win again. Uh, I'm just not a big nah. fan of Go there. Like he's good at what he does, but like he just doesn't. I, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan. He's obviously he's obviously a great defender, but I just think that at some point, at some point, it has to matter that you can guard all five positions like my man Ben Simmons can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we do there, mate. And then moving on to rookie of the year, is it Lamelo's award already? Are you penciling him in for it? Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this. I'm not 
big as big as on Lamella Ball as everyone else is in the world. Now, I'm actually more of a Tyrese Halliburton fan. I think 650 for him. Now, look, Lamella Ball will probably win it, mainly due to the high. I love what Tyrese Halliburton is doing over there. Uh, and look, don't get me wrong, Lamella's been fantastic since he's moved to the uh, to starting lineup. But Tyrese might be averaging less points, but he's a far, far better shooter. And I'd say defend it. And when you want him to step up, he's got something that you wouldn't see from many rookies. He has hit some big time shots this season. I'm a big fan of Tyrese. Now, look, it's, it's, all, it's either one of those two. Um, Lamelo's obviously fantastic. And um, what he has done, the youngest player to, to have a triple-double, I think he uh, overtook Markel Fault. You know, he's averaging 15, 16, 6 and 6. Um, but he's just not as good of a shooter. And I'm the one, you know... When it comes to uh, game on the line, Tyrese Halliburton has been unbelievable for a rookie. Been fantastic. Yeah, I, I agree. I, Tyrese Halliburton's clearly a, he's a great player as well, but I think Lamelo he's just got he's just got that X factor that he's got that swagger. He's just he's great to watch. He just he's he's yeah. just box office. He is very box office. I'm, just a, yeah. I'm a big fan, and I think that I'd be shocked if he doesn't win. And he deserves it to be honest, and I think that. Uh, yeah, it's either would to win. Yeah, yeah. It, Tyree, I think Lamelo will be a better player than Tyrese, but I think the best rookies will be uh, Wiseman. I think Wiseman will be fantastic once he gets a bit more experience. Um, Lamelo will be obviously very, very good in the future, but uh, and the other one is to watch out for is Patrick Williams. Quite 2.0 <laughs> voice. Uh, your, your man, Patrick Williams. Your man, Patrick. He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Oh mate, there is a lot of uh, lot of quiet about him, just in in his mannerisms and uh, the way he plays. So, and the yeah, the other thing is, how you got coming out of the east and west, mate? So the big questions at the moment uh, at this stage. Obviously, a lot can happen in the. I still think there's another thirty six games to go or something in the towards yeah, the end of the season. But I personally, I find him. Very hard to go past Brooklyn coming out of the uh, West. As long as KD gets back and healthy, I just think that Brooklyn just have way too much. They got way too much firepower. Like, how are you going to guard yeah. Kyrie, KD, and Harden? Like, and as well as like Joe Harris, he's just a lights out shooter. And then you also have, obviously, they just signed Blake Griffin. I don't know how good Blake Griffin will be, but I just think that it's, it's, it's a decent signing for sure. Yeah, he'll probably um yeah his knees will miraculously recover. Look, uh, Brooklyn will be coming out of the will be coming out of the East. There's uh, no doubt in my mind. I think they're going to win it all. I like Philly, but um, look, I do like Philly as well. And honestly, I'm hopeful for Philly. I like them, but I don't. I just think they're nine and one in their last ten, and they don't lose when they have all their players playing either. Like they, just, nah, exactly. it just feels like the games they lose, they don't even really want to win. Like they just, nah, they just I've seen they've lost to Cleveland the three times. Like. Yeah, exactly. When it when it's prime time, they'll be fine. Out of the West, though, I've actually look. The, the West is a lot more open, in my opinion. I think there's three or four teams sure. that can potentially come out of it. I think the uh, both LA sure teams, and I think Clippers. Yeah, I think Clippers are the, the uh, are looking much better this year. Um, I, I think there's less of pressure. Course, less yeah, pressure exactly. Like They're now everyone the expected them to come out of the West. And I think that exactly. that's not what Kawhi wants. Kawhi likes to he likes to float under the radar. So does PG. Like he doesn't like everyone talking about him because like that's the extra pressure. Exactly. I think that Kawhi and, and PG, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then we got the Jazz. Look, Jazz could be one of those sides which is a really good regular season side. They've got a lot of depth. You know, coming off the bench, you got Jordan Clarkson. Um, Ingles now back in the starting lineup, I suppose. Uh, you know, he's in and out. I think yeah. the Jazz could the be jazz. a bit of damage, yeah. but Denver, not Denver as well. If I really hope Denver make a one last trade, I don't know who they'd have to bring in. I'm sure we can discuss that closer to the deadline. But I think if Denver make one big trade, um, now they've got a they've got a few pieces, and if Michael Porter Jr. can make that step up, I'm sure they can be there and around. But like, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll it's very hard to go past um, the Lakers and Clippers, though. I just think. One of them, I can't really see anyone else. I just think the Jazz are a bit like the 2015 Atlanta Hawks, like good regular season team, good players, but yeah. at the end of the day, I can't see them going. Can't got them going yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very, very shocked if it's not Brooklyn versus an LA team in the finals. We put it that way. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it most likely will be to be honest, but you know, fingers crossed it isn't because I don't want to see LeBron in another finals. I'm sick of that bloke, honestly. Wanker. Um, anyway, moving on, we'll stay in the States. The NFL season has finished with Tom Brady winning his seventh. But uh, yeah, he's, trade, he's not uh, bad, a bit is of he? trade talk at not the bad. Oh, he's a freak. He's the goat. Um, he is the goat. But there's a bit of trade talk going on at the minute. Uh, Sean Watson, Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts on uh, who they can potentially go to? Uh, I mean, if you look at teams that ate and trade for them, have the have the ability to trade for them in terms of uh, assets and be need quarterbacks. I think it's a racing four. I think it's either he goes to your Chicago Bears, which would, again, they'd have to give up some serious compensation, like three or four first round picks, maybe Chuck Mitchell, Trubisky or Foles if they want them, which they essentially might not even want them. And then also, and then there's the uh, Carolina Panthers, who again would have to give up three first round picks and then probably Christian McCaffrey as well. I know he's a great yeah. running back, but running backs realistically are just not worth the same as quarterback. Deshaun Watson has all-time great potential, and I just think you have to give up a, a great running back for a great uh, quarterback. And then next, you have the uh, sorry New York Jets, who who aren't good at all. We know that. But new coach this year, and most salary cap in the league. So honestly, if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm looking at them thinking, if you can go out there, sign me, Sign me some uh, good receivers, a decent offensive line, draft some players as well. That team can turn around very quickly. They'd probably have to trade, again, mm. two or three first-round picks and then Sam Darnold back to send him over there. And then the final team would be uh, the Miami Dolphins, who, again, they probably have the best trade to offer. They can offer to yeah. Tagovailoa, the pick, uh, yeah. pick from last year, as well as uh, pick three in the draft this year. So... Uh, what do you think? Where do you think? Where do you see Deshaun going? Or again, he could stay, but he does not seem interested in staying in Houston, and I do not blame him. I think if he'd want to go anywhere, he'd want to go to, to the Bears. In my opinion, I think they've got we we've got the most weapons for him personally. Um, look, Al, for sure, just franchise shit, tags. That's the only thing. Yeah, exactly. Great receiver. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. So, look, like I said, offensive line shit, but um. He's, he, if any quarterback can do it, apart from Mahomes, he, he's so good at scrambling away and, get, and getting away and buying himself some time. So I think I think Russell Wilson stays, personally. I don't think the Seahawks trade him unless there is something think, ridiculously yeah. thrown at I'd him. I'd be surprised. I think that this whole talk coming out of his camp is more just like he's, he's coming out saying, oh, I'm thinking about getting traded. But I think it's more mm. like, mm. get me help. Like, it's kind of like, yeah. oh, 
you know, he's trying to convince the Seahawks to draft to trade for offensive linemen, draft offensive linemen because he's just sick of getting sacked, which is fair enough. Like you, you can't just waste your career getting sacked every every three players. Hmm. Mm. No, exactly. I 100 percent agree with you. And the other news with yeah, in the NFL recently, only the other day, um, Dak Prescott has re-signed with the Dallas Cowboys for 40 million um, a year, which is uh, a lot of money. A lot of money. Over five years. Four years, it might be. Four, four or five yeah. years. Four years. Four years. Yeah, four years. Yeah. What are you talking about, mate? A lot of money. Like, Dak Prescott, I view him as he's probably a top seven quarterback, I reckon. I put him behind, of course, like, you know, Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson, Deshaun, Brady, Allen. And then he's probably, like, in that next caliber, just all behind them. And he's obviously yeah, a good yeah. player. And the Cowboys have been known for overpaying their players for a long time. Like, that's just kind of what they do. If you're in your in, – like, they got some really bad contracts already, which makes me worried. Like, like they're paying uh, Jalen Smith just way too much. And then they're also paying yeah. – uh, they're also paying Zeke too much as well. But to be honest, it's not the worst move. Like, if, you, if you're going to pay good money, you pay good money for a quarterback. They're hard to come by. And I'm just – I'm hopeful for the, for the Cowboys. I think the league's better with them as being a good side. Yeah, I, exactly. I'd probably throw Lamar Jackson in, in that in that uh, oh, tier yeah, as well. Lamar, yeah, he's, he's, better. he's better. Yeah, yeah, he's better than, uh, than, um, yeah. than Dak. Yeah, 100%. But – you're right, Dallas Cow- a good Dallas Cowboys side would be fantastic uh, again, like it was in the 90s. But uh, I just don't think no, they've, I think they've overpaid. Oh, I think there's too much money. And uh, that's Jerry right, Jones for you, I suppose. Yeah, he, he likes to overpay players. But, you know, I'm happy. You've got to be happy for Dak. He's got his bag. You know, you've got to be happy. Oh, exactly. He's coming off a broken ankle as well. So, you know, exactly. Happy he seems for the like bloke. a nice.
out of seven races uh, on a good track. And it's won its last two now up in distance, um, but it's got a good distance record uh, of two, one and tip out of three. So it's a, it's a gun horse and I fully expect it to be there and about. And uh, Damien Lane's quite a, quite a good jockey to have on it, of course. Now, who are you backing? Probably did also beat Arcadia Queen last start, which is a good sign. Great point. um, Obviously different race. Um, uh, Slightly up in uh, distance from the last race. Mm. But uh, I mm. think that, that is always a good sign if your horse is one last start over the favourite. I think, exactly. to be honest, exactly. outside, I think Arcadia Queen and Probabil and Camilla all have a very good chance. But if you're looking for a bit of value, uh, I like I like uh, Mr. Quickie with Jamie Carr aboard. I just yeah. think that yeah. it, 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 it's a good horse. It's a, got a decent track record. Seven, no, decent record. Uh, race seven times, two wins, one second and one third. But I just think at 19 bucks and four dollar eighty a place, Jamie Carr's best jockey in the country. You cannot deny that. Yeah, and I think that oh, there is definitely a bit of value in that. There is definitely a bit of value. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I think yeah, I think it'll be there in the bounce. I reckon it's won a Group One before as well. Actually, Mr. Quickie, so uh, it doesn't have that. Um, yeah, that hangover. It might probably two roughies. It's actually going to be shout the bar. Um, that won a group one. Now that had did to have Damien Oliver on it, but it won a group one last uh, early summer. I think it was in October. Um, so I think shout the bar will be there. But my my the one I love in this is Behemoth. Now I'm not a Craig uh, Craig Williams fan. Old Chompers. He's burned a lot of my horses, but. Um, First, said Behemoth is uh, look didn't have a great run last time, but I'm just going to ignore that. It's formed before it, unbelievable. Has won a couple of Group Ones, drawn inside. I think there is a lot of value there with Behemoth at 14 bucks. Uh, chuck it each way, four dollar twenty place. I think uh, Behemoth, and it's a South Aussie horse as well, which would be it'd be fantastic to see it get up. Definitely would, definitely would. Now, outside of that, on that on that Saturday, can you? Can you- Find us a bit of value, Lockie. Have you got anything, anything you like in any races? In Mooney uh, Valley, Rose Hill, like that. Look, I've got a, I've got a little multi going on. Um, now this actually includes a bit of, bit of, bit of soccer as well. So I love Colette. Colette's probably my favourite horse. Uh, look, we'll win. We'll win at Rose Hill and uh, on race four. So Colette to win. Uh, Casino 17 to win at Wolfville in race four. Uh, that one last time did it easy. It was a really impressive performance at uh, Balakava. And uh, I expect it to win again um, in that race, considering the competition. I've got both teams to score in, uh, in Melbourne Victory Adelaide United on Saturday night. I think uh, Melbourne Victory will look to bounce back. And I think they'll certainly put one behind the back of the net. But their defence is horrific. Uh, I can see Adelaide getting on top of them and certainly putting one or two parts of the shore. I've got Chelsea and Everton to also win come Saturday night. So um, Chelsea against Leeds. Uh, Chelsea have been fantastic recently. And Everton to bounce back against Burnley. I I can't see that not happening. So all up together, that multi uh, with the power play, of course. Uh, it's seventeen dollars forty-seven. So if you chuck thirty on it, very nice value. Five hundred twenty-four dollars fifteen back. Look at that! Everyone's going to have to uh, chime into the podcast every week to get your multi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. money for the viewers. Exactly, exactly. How about yourself, mate? What's your best bet for the day for the weekend? Race five at Mooney Valley, Cherry Tortini, 
We got a mm. Patrick Payne yeah. train for us, Billy Egan aboard. It's only at a dollar mm. ninety, but I think that it's at a dollar ninety for a reason. And uh, yeah, race twice at the track with a first and a second. And I just think that you know, against this field, I just can't really see anyone going past it. And if you wanted a bit more yeah. value, I would again add uh, Colette as well. But if you had Colette and uh, Cherry Tortini for a bit of a double up, and I think that, that yeah. is a if you're looking for a win, that is a, it's a smart double up for sure. And it's paying around about three dollars forty, and I think that that's honestly very very good value. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. It's, uh... You, you multi that with Colette and uh, Colette won't lose and Cherry Tortini won last time at the Valley um, has a good track just, record just looks very, I, I can't, very hard to beat I can't see it losing yeah the, the, the more distance it gets the more chance it's going to win so I think it's a great bet really the only danger is Young Werther in my opinion but I don't think that's much of a worry yeah exactly I mean there's no locks in horse racing as we both know very well <laughs> but I think that that's a very smart double up if anyone's looking for a bit of value Oh, yeah, there's certainly no uh, locks, no locks in, when it comes to horse racing. That's for sure. We uh, we were actually at Flemington last weekend, and uh, better say, yeah, kind of myself and a couple of mates who will get on in future podcasts and didn't have the best of days um, on the punt, but uh, they 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 made it back at the casino. Less I say about my casino experience, the better. But you know that's uh, <laughs> not that's a good why. weekend for locks. We, it was not a good weekend. No, nah, I went it all back uh, yesterday morning, so it doesn't really matter. So, and yeah, Sunderland. Doesn't matter. That's punting. So, look, I've got a, I've actually got a lay this week. Um, Lockie's lay, as I like to say, uh, race four at the Mooney Valley Ancestry. Now, its first up run in a Group One wasn't great because it's Group One, and it certainly doesn't have that Group One um, field in it. But I just, I think $2.80, there's no value in it whatsoever. I'd be laying out of um, that, that horse. I think it's a good horse, but I think it's actually a bit better in the wet. So oh, I actually prefer Pandemic uh, in this race. Uh, and it's going to be a beautiful day yeah, at the Valley. And probably Age of Chivalry as well. I, I, I just, yeah, I, I just can't yeah. see Ancestry winning. Personally, dollar personally. Dollar. Jamie Carr aboard. Yeah, I'm going back I just think, yeah, Ancestry, yeah. I, I, I'm with you there, mate. Uh, it doesn't, it seems, yeah, it just seems, over, it seems under the odds for me. Yeah, 100%. So oh, I, I do like, I do like the dollar, the dollar. Another, look, first up, got a good record first up, which is nice, but I think dollar, the dollar probably further wet. Um, it, it's going to be just a great weekend of just, some classy horses running uh, both in Melbourne and Sydney, which will be um, be something to look out for, I suppose. So Sovereign Awards actually been moved to Sydney after a, a big win. Uh, so that's at 23 bucks. But it's, I think there's a bit of value there as well um, in the uh, Group 1, the, the, the Cornwall Classic. So something to look out for. It's going to be a, um, a fantastic weekend, that's for sure. Just getting started with the race army, really. Off for a little bit, all the oh, ones, but now we're getting stuck back into it and we're we're definitely here for it. It's going to be it's going to be epic, riding all the way yeah. into uh, the spring carnival. Exactly, exactly. It's uh, it's going to be a fantastic uh, couple of weeks, isn't it, mate? And uh, especially the AFL season starting up. Fair to say, uh, we're chomping at the bits. Uh, for sure, for sure. Well, I think that's a uh, that's enough, and we'll uh, wrap up the first episode of uh, the Back Straight. And uh, it was a pleasure talking with you today, Lockie. 
Yeah, it certainly was, mate. And likewise, and uh, we'll actually get a guest on next week potentially. Um, who had a yeah, we'll preview round one or uh, Yeah, of course, uh, mate. The weekend, the weekend races. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure 100%. much more to talk about in the world of sport. Very nice. I look forward to having a chat, mate. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, mate. Have a good one. Certainly will, mate. See you, mate. Oh, so high.